Welcome to our new series, Chronic Illness and Disability 101. Did you know that more than 50% of all working adults will at some point in their career experience a disability or a debilitating event that will last longer than 90 days? Here, we're sharing facts and disproving stereotypes. So whether it's you or someone you love, this journey can be a little easier and a lot less lonely. We all have that little voice in the back of our mind or the feeling deep in our gut that tells us more than just, I'm hungry. Call it intuition, instinct, or a gut feeling. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's that voice, that feeling that's there to protect you, keep you safe. And it's your job to listen and trust it. For many of us, this is how our chronic illness and even some disabilities start. A question that isn't answered with a simple or standard solution, but we can't ignore it because that voice in the back of our head is screaming at us that this is important. Let's talk about what to do when we know something's wrong, even if we're the only ones that know it. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad that you're here. Chronic illness and some disabilities are a very strange and confusing journey. You see, there's not a real start or end, no paved path, nothing you can really point to and say, that's what caused this, that's where it started. Instead, it tends to start with a question that you just can't quite seem to answer. No one likes being sick, and no one expects to wake up sick and never get better. Whether you're fighting the common cold or chronic illness, we all just want to feel like ourselves again, but we can't seem to get there. So they test and they poke and they prod, but the answer remains elusive. It can be incredibly frustrating and it isn't an easy path, but you can never give up or let up for even a moment because your health matters. Your voice matters. Your life matters. You have to keep pushing forward, even when you're faced with challenges, setbacks, or roadblocks because I'm sorry to say, there's going to be a lot of them. Your best guide in all of this is actually your own instincts and intuition. You know your body better than anyone else. If something doesn't feel right, don't dismiss it and don't let others downplay it. Your intuition is an incredibly powerful tool. Listen to what your body is telling you and use it to advocate to the testing and the care that you need and deserve. When there's an unanswered medical question, most providers order blood tests. These are commonly used and depended on because they're non-invasive, they're widely available, and they can provide a comprehensive insight into how your body is currently functioning. In some cases, it can even detect illness or problems at a very early stage. Despite all of that, these tests have limitations. Blood work is like a Polaroid picture. It can only show you a snapshot of your body's status at the time the test is taken. That's it. The biggest limitation is the evaluation and interpretation. Each test has a normal reference range, and many providers depend on that range to determine if your results are considered normal or if there is something they need to address. However, these normal reference ranges don't always apply to everyone. 
each person's body is unique and blood tests don't take that into consideration. Did you know these normal reference ranges are not consistent? Which lab or healthcare institution you use, testing techniques, the statistical method used by those conducting the test, all of these things can change what that reference range is. These ranges are also altered as our medical knowledge changes. So many patients chronic illness or not, are often told by their providers, well, blood work looks good. Let's check back in two or three months. Because you fell within some normal range, your concerns and your symptoms and your need for care is dismissed. This is where patients have to fight back and really advocate for further testing and evaluation. My infusions and treatments require me to have weekly blood work. It's interesting to look back at three years of weekly blood results and compare them over time and to how I was actually feeling. They don't always match up or make any sense. There are times where I had fairly normal test results and I was horrifically sick. And there were times when my blood work looks horrible, but I'm feeling pretty good. Blood tests should be interpreted in conjunction with a patient's medical history, physical condition, other diagnostic tests, and clinical judgment to understand someone's health more accurately. If you don't have a primary care physician that you love, go find one. Your primary care doctor can be an incredibly valuable resource. They can start the testing process and can usually help you find the right specialist with the right experience. Your PCP will still care for your overall medical needs, and they can be a fantastic advocate and source of reliable information as you continue trying to find answers. My journey started at the beginning of 2020, was not COVID related, and finding the right resources felt impossible. It was actually my PCT that was calling his friends in the medical community and specialists every day until I was able to get the care I needed. He still cares for my overall health, and he is the one that helps me advocate for my needs and rights as a patient and a disabled individual. Knowing when it's time to seek additional help is a little confusing, but it's very important. If you continue to experience symptoms, if your current treatments are not bringing any relief, you're still not getting the care you need, this is when a second opinion, a specialist, or alternative options should be considered. and become necessary. Another doctor's fresh perspective may provide new insights and options. Remember, this is your battle. This is your body. This is your life. You're the CEO of your own healthcare. Don't be afraid to look at all the options that are available. Sometimes, despite our best efforts, we may encounter providers who are unhelpful or don't listen, or don't seem to understand our concerns. Although it can feel scary, there are ways you can advocate for yourself in these situations. First, be sure that you are clearly expressing your needs and concerns. If talking isn't working, try writing it all down and giving it to them that way. 
Don't be afraid to ask questions or seek clarification. They aren't doing you a favor being in the room with you and you're not wasting their time. You have medical concerns and medical needs. So you are paying them to help you figure out what is going on. Don't leave confused. It doesn't help anyone. If you struggle to advocate for yourself, take a close friend or loved one with you. Before you go, explain why you're having them come and how they can best support you during the appointment. Hub goes with me to all of my appointments. There have been times I've been able to talk so he could talk for me. I've had other times where my brain fog was so horrible I couldn't string together two and three word sentences. He was able to fill in the blanks so that we were still able to get the most out of every one of those appointments. It can be scary firing or breaking up with a specialist because they're exactly that, a specialist may not be easy to find depending on where you live. What you must remember is that while they are a specialist in a specific area, they are not all-knowing and they are not a specialist on your body. Imagine your body as a house. It's in bad shape and you need lots of different contractors to come in, sort out the mess, and help you renovate. So you hire specialists in each area where you really want to focus. What if the specialized contractor you hired for the kitchen turns out to be a nightmare? They're late, they're rude, they don't answer your calls, they make ordering mistakes, and they just aren't really making any progress. What would you do? Would you continue paying them and just hope they get around to doing the work? Or would you say goodbye and find a new kitchen contractor that wants to collaborate with you and respects the fact that at the end of the day, this is your house, not theirs. It's our instinct to avoid conflict. But in this situation, you don't have time for that. Remind yourself that you hired them to help and treat you. This is your body, not theirs. They should respect the fact that you've entrusted them to help care for your most precious commodity, your life. You deserve a healthcare provider who listens, is supportive, and partners with you on this journey. Knowledge is power. Educate yourself about your condition, available treatment options. Explore reputable medical websites like Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, or Cleveland Clinic. Join online support groups, read medical journals, books, and connect with others who've gone through similar experiences. The more knowledge you have, the more confident and empowered you'll feel to make informed decisions about your health care. Chronic illness and disability come with big emotional and mental impacts to you and your loved ones. The good news is you don't have to be alone on this journey. There are networks and communities ready to support and love you wherever you are. Whether it's through therapy, counseling, or support groups, you need to find support. Being able to talk about everything with people who actually get it is very powerful. Hearing their stories, learning their insights, and that kind of emotional support can make all the difference in the world. You have survived 100% of your worst days so far, and your resilience and strength are remarkable, but chronic illness and disability leaves no one unscathed. 
Navigating our healthcare system is hard. It's overwhelming, it's confusing, but it all comes down to communication, collaboration, compromise, support, and advocacy. Here are a few tips that will help you or your loved ones through this journey. Communication. In this digital age, a lot of doctors provide online access or online patient portals where you can see your appointment notes, test results, all that stuff. If they don't offer anything digitally, at the end of every appointment or after each test, you can ask for a copy of the notes, test results, and findings. This isn't you spying on your doctor. This is making sure that you and your provider are on the same page, literally. This also provides you with some really good and obviously reputable education and ensures that there's no miscommunication between you or your provider. Keep your own detailed record of your symptoms, medical history, medications, treatments you've tried, just everything. Remember, your medical record is exactly that. It's yours. Collaboration. Most of the time, test results are read and findings are developed by a different doctor. Asking for the test results and findings is a little like getting a second opinion. Ask for the business card of every provider you work with. You have a right to speak with those that are making decisions about your medical care. You also have the right to be an active participant in those conversations. Compromise. We are human. Providers are human. We're not always going to agree. But being open to discuss options with your provider goes a long way. They are not all-knowing. You are the leading expert on you, but not the leading expert in this field of study. Work together to find solutions that you both feel are safe and have the best chance of being effective. Support. There are a lot of resources out there. Find people that are going through the same thing because as much as your family and friends love you, you'll never know true support until you can talk to someone that actually really gets it. Advocacy. Know your rights as a patient. Understand and know the policies of your provider's practice. And don't be afraid to use your voice because it matters. Whether you decide to self-advocate or use a professional one, there are options out there. No matter what you choose, at the end of the day, this is your life. Finding answers and the right care is usually not straightforward, but this is your journey. By trusting your instincts, seeking help, advocating for yourself, connecting with others, and empowering yourself with education and knowledge, you can find the care, testing, and treatment that you need. If you aren't sure what resources are available or how to contact them, I do have a free resource guide you can download off my website. It's full of links and information about assistance that's available to you. Utilizing these resources can make a big difference in your life. If you have questions or want to share your own experience, please reach out to me on social media at The Cook Who Can't Eat or through the website. Remember, you are not alone. There is a whole community of people who understand what you're going through and are ready to love and support you every step of the way. Thank you for being here, my friend. Make sure you subscribe because you don't want to miss the next chapter where we talk about medical advocacy.